Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast, a podcast where we help you take your ideas from a dream to reality. Each episode will cover topics to help you overcome frustrations we all encounter in our maker community. I'm Trevor Wanamaker, a part-time maker running MakerExperiment.com, and Martina Miller, who's a full-time maker running Naughty by Nature Designs. We've all encountered bumps and pitfalls along the road we call making, and we are using this podcast to help you avoid the same pitfalls. Welcome to the Maker Vision. (laughs) Well, welcome to the Maker Vision podcast for episode 60, where Martina likes to interrupt. So I've been waiting over 30 minutes for Trevor to get out of bed so we can start recording. So he's going to get a little payback. He's screwing with my morning. I'll screw with his It's like that cow says mood joke. (laughs) That's what it felt like. Your face was the best, though. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I was not expecting <laughs> So, hopefully. This is going to be a little lighthearted. Um, we're very ill-prepared for today's topic, but we think we're going to talk no, about... we are very professional and always prepared. <laughs> I think we're going to talk about going down the rabbit hole. We're going to be going down the rabbit hole with this conversation, going down the rabbit hole with making, going down the rabbit hole with wanting to do projects for yourself or upgrades to your shop or whatever and how that's a multi-step process when really you only think it's going to be like a one-step process see you're already ignoring me you're already putting me on mute and doing other things (laughs) i knew this was going to happen that's i mean that's what you get for interrupting me the interrupting cow that's what it's called yes i'm just trying to do things for the podcast i usually have 18 plates going juggling in there well it's like the other day i told you i had that webinar had two in one day and then all of a sudden alexa reminded me that i had one 30 minutes from right after i just told you it's the following week that's true (laughs) valid point she's my unpaid assistant she earns her keep man if i have to keep her plugged in and she uses my electricity she got she has to get put to work well this is why you have robots exactly speaking of robots i got back into the shop this week after I think it's been five weeks, if not more. And I started on my wasteboard. I have it flattened. I have all the T-nuts inserted. And I just need to make the clamps for the clamping system. So how are your noodle arms? It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But hammering, I think it was a hundred and... It was over a hundred T-nuts. It was a pain in the butt. Oh, I have no doubt. I did. Josh is the one that brought up the fact that he had programmer noodle arms. I wasn't being mean to him. I'm repeating what he said. Well, he's not wrong because when you are behind a computer all day, you kind of (laughs) do. Do you feel like those sloths at the DMV on um, Zootopia? Just like you just sit there all day doing nothing? Well, Well, I definitely do stuff, but... Do I feel like some things take longer than others and then I want to be a sloth and go really slow? Yes. I feel I there's no way I can do it. I walked into my wife's office the other day and it had no windows in it. And it's like all brown 
I was like, I would go freaking crazy because it's basically like a level up from a cubicle because they have a door. You know what I mean? But it's in a big office, a little office in a big office building. So it's so interior in there that you don't have a windows. I'm like, I would go freaking crazy. See, we at my first job, well, second job, we had an area where all of the like 3D CAD people were. And it was this just like rows of cubicles. There were windows on the outer portion, but they were all so tinted that it didn't let light through very much. <laughs> and they're all and, pale and see-through. Well, and people would take their light bulbs out of their light fixtures above their head, so it'd be like pitch black. No. They're training for the zombie apocalypse. So my rabbit hole, now that the CNC is pretty much up and running and where I want it to be, is that now I need a better dust collection set up for that side because it's opposite of the shop where my dust collection is. So the hose is reached as far as it will go. And I have like a steel cable that's holding the hose up when the, sh- when the shape of is running. So it doesn't drag across the workpiece or get jammed up or anything. Mm-hmm. And it's tied right next to a shop light. So now depending on which way the z-axis is moving type thing it knocks the shop light down off the ceiling so i gotta figure out a whole nother dust collection setup so that's my rabbit hole is now that i think i need to go get the dust stopper and probably i want one of those small box shop vacs so it can fit underneath my cnc table because the shop vac that i have now is too tall and it won't tuck under space is limited oh i know so And then I'll need new hose, because I need hose to go up over the, in that area. I should probably just do ducting. You might want to duct up to a certain point, mm-hmm. and then do the hose. I don't really want to move the shop light that's there. That'd probably eliminate all the problems if I move the shop light. But it's perfectly over the CNC now, so well, it gets good lighting. Can you just move it, like, four inches or something? No, because it's running... Um, it's like on one beam and I can't oh, put, you know what I, I mean? Like I can't flip so it not, so it's perpendicular because then it has yeah. nothing attached to it. It has to run parallel with it. So that's the only problem. But it like lights up perfectly. You know, you got to do stuff for the gram. So if I'm filming anything on CNC, I need good lighting because that's apparently important to people that watch CNC videos. Yeah, I need to actually put my camera in my laser because the light reflects so much off the glass oh yeah i just get reflection so how do you do all your laser videos now lately i've been taking my phone and sitting it directly on the glass and just letting it sit there but my phone will like orient the video however it wants that way oh yeah yeah so then i have to go into post and like rotate it and hope it doesn't mess it up so can you put um you can only put your GoPro in there, or you can put your DSLR in there? I don't want to put my DSLR in there. Well, I wouldn't either, but I mean, like, you could if you want. There's room in there to do there, that. It depends on the angle you're trying to get. Some angles you can fit it. Some angles you can't. Got it. But I I need to get more batteries for the GoPro. That battery life is horrendous. Is it like a rechargeable pack, or is it regular batteries? Yeah. It's rechargeable. rechargeable. Shows how far I got with setting mine up. 
if I don't it even is, know what. <laughs> I, it doesn't even last an hour. Granted, yeah, it depends really. on your video settings and all this other stuff. Yeah, because the higher resolution. I need to look at it. I don't know if it's recording 4K or 1080p. I think it's recording 1080p. But I could be wrong. Does Instagram even post 1080 or is it 720? Well, YouTube does 1080. Hmm. I'm not a YouTuber. Not yet. But I think it, I think when I first set it up, I had it recording 4K, which no matter where I post it, it doesn't do anything. Got it. See, so that's your rabbit hole. You want to get better footage, you got to invest money into more batteries. I'm going to find out right now. There it goes. He has the power. I don't even know where my GoPro went. This is why I tried to organize. Oh, no. I'm not disorganized. I put stuff where I think it's a good spot to put it. And then Amanda comes through and decides that's not where it should be. And then she puts it in some spot that I will never find stuff. Because it makes sense to her. Like my GoPro on the desk next to the computer makes sense to me. So I can like plug it in, take the files off, whatnot. It's not there anymore. It's gone. Mine is set to 1080p at 120 frames per second. So I can do slow-mo. I just use my phone. But yeah, like... I, I just turned it on. It was 100%. It dropped down 1% just by me doing that. You probably need to get an upgrade. The battery life on these is just awful. I don't know why. It's on every GoPro I've ever used. The battery life is terrible. So you buy new stuff. They want you to go buy... With what money? <laughs> I'm just saying they want you to go buy some aftermarket battery pack. Like Probably. If you want this to last longer, this is what you could do. I do need to get more batteries. Because then, when it dies, I can just swap the battery and put the other one on the charger. It's kind of like drills. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Except for the battery life on a drill is way longer. That's true. But I went down the rabbit hole for, what, a month to redo my shop? How long did your shop remodel take total? Probably like a month and a half. Does it feel nice to have it all done and yes. be back to work? Yes. And does it feel like... 30 degrees cooler in my garage yes did you see that um jacob left his air conditioner on and it froze and then like defrosted and puddled in his garage i didn't see it defrost and puddle but i heard about it freezing yeah he said that he left it on he left it on auto and it froze and then like obviously that ice has to go somewhere so it defrosted and then he had like a little pond underneath his air conditioner on the shop floor so mine is set to auto. I have yet to hear it shut off completely. It's like, I wonder if it does it where it keeps it on just enough that if it needs to spin up or something, it doesn't have to use as much energy. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not, somebody else said the same thing that they, I don't think theirs has the fan turned off. Hmm. I have the fan set to auto. So I assume that it would do what it needs to do. I still can't use mine because I can't reach the power supply. <laughs> so the other day when I went out there, it was like 102 outside. And now I'm all spoiled and not used to working out in the heat. So I thought I was going to die. So I need to, when it's cool, take the time, move the outlet back so that I can plug the air conditioner in and keep it running out there. Like the 18, well, 
the the whole conversation started with I was going to get a 12 and then I did all the calculations and it was like 19 that I needed and then I talked to them and trade or bartered for the 24 and I'm glad I bartered for the 24. See, you just got your air conditioner in- installed and we're going to have this freak um cool front come through this week and it's supposed to be 82 yeah. on Tuesday. And then by the end of the week, like 97 or something, it's like, I'm going to fall apart. My body doesn't like that. I can't handle. There's, I think there's a squirrel on my roof. I, okay. (laughs) If you, if people could have seen this, I look and Martina's just kind of looking around. All different kinds of angles, changing her head, <laughs> and I was about to say, squirrel much? Yeah. And then you say, I think there's a squirrel on my roof. These little guys are out of control. Like, I see it because my neighbor's tree, like, overhangs onto their roof. Like, they're always on the neighbor's roof, mm. and I don't know how this little guy just got onto mine but he must have been there the way the shadow was casting he couldn't have been anywhere else when we lived in south carolina we had one that would visit us it would sit on our back patio banister and just look in the window and just just stare at us one day one day i waved like he like hi guys i'm here for dinner one day i waved and it just went it like did a shoulder shrug and then like ran away He's like, I'm not into you. Yeah. Like, thanks, man. He's like, I just want to be a little creeper and watch your family, but I don't actually want to interact with you. That's probably a good thing. But yeah. So what do you what do you have in your queue? What what projects are you working on? So I have a name sign for one of the guys at work. He just had a daughter like six months ago. And him and his wife decided to get an acrylic sign nice. to put in a room. So it's a white with pink mirrored acrylic. That's cool. And it's going to be on standoffs. That's fancy. It's very modern. So that's in the queue. I'm still waiting to hear back about that other engraving job, which I have a feeling I'm not getting. Yeah, since they're a week behind. And they need it done by the 20th. Yeah. They and ghosted it's 36 you. hours of work. They, you got ghosted. I'm pretty sure I got ghosted. What else? I have a sign for someone that I've had for like months. And it it's a it's for a or an X Games athlete. I just haven't had time to do it because it's the complicated like LED backlit fully mm. framed. So I need to glue up panels and take it to my friend's shop to CNC cut it because I don't I don't want to deal with the jigsaw and flush trimming it. It takes like four hours to do all that, and he can cut it on the CNC and like. 10 minutes so that's probably what i'm gonna do but i haven't started that one because it's kind of like mostly out of pocket on my side so it's like as i can afford things i buy things right it's a marketing one but i agreed to it long time ago so does he does he like hound you and ask where his sign is Mm -hmm. or do you think he forgot to i i told him like i think it was a couple weeks ago I told him, hey, I didn't forget. I'm going through a shop upgrade. He's like, no worries, dude. I'm willing to wait. Cool. Okay. But I'm going to try to get it done before vacation, but I'm not going to guarantee that. With your shipping curse, what happened oh with gosh. the stuff you sent BJ the other day? 
So I put it in a normal card envelope, right? Mm-hmm. And it was his magnets, so there were five of them. A couple stickers, and then the card. And I thought, oh, the card will protect those, because it's, you know, it's just in an envelope. He gets it, and it's, like, slit open on the side of the envelope, so it looks like a, like a clean cut. Mm-hmm. And he took it to the post office, and they said, this looks intentional. <laughs> and then he was saying that people in the area are getting gift cards and money stolen out of Oh, envelopes. that type of envelope, like that card-style envelope. People think there's like, money man, and everything. man, I bet they were disappointed to find magnets. Yeah. <laughs> so he did it, all the contents were gone, too? All it's gone. That sucks. And they won't do anything about it because it didn't have tracking and it wasn't insured. Because I've never had an, a card a... go missing. Way to go, BJ. Way to live in the hood where people want to steal your magnets. Because, yeah. I, I mean, I paid the extra shipping that they require if your envelope weighs more than a certain amount. Yeah. And I, I just figured it'd be okay. Because I've done it probably 50 times before with no problems. And then I guess somebody tried to steal it. It's my guess. I, I don't have any proof of that. But it was such a clean cut, there's no way. A a machine would have, like, ripped it apart. All of a sudden they get returned because this person's like, I don't want these freaking magnets. Let's go give these magnets back to this guy. We can help. Yeah, probably not. No, it's not going to happen. No. That sucks. So, I need to make them new ones. So, I went and got my business banking account set up this week. And... About time. I know. It's... It was easy to manage... In my regular checking account, so it wasn't a hassle to have it in my personal checking account and not have a business checking account. But now I need it because I needed to file my fictitious... So, yeah, I've been doing stuff. So I filed my fictitious business name. So my DBA is done. So I was able to open up the business checking account. So I was talking with the financial advisor there. And she was talking about sending checks out from the mail. And... I was like, oh, I'm not worried about it because when we get mail in, it's under, like, it's lock and key. Like, no one can get in there. And she was talking about when you put your outgoing mail out because ours isn't under lock and key. Like, obviously, that because we don't have, like, the big neighborhood units. Like, in my neighborhood, everyone has their own mailbox. So she was saying we needed to be careful with that. And, I like, that makes me think of BJ's stuff getting stolen is the fact that all my outgoing bills are just like exposed to whoever someone wants to come by and just jack them. I'm screwed. So she was saying with, I think my business checking account, there's only 24 hours worth of protection. Like if I call Wells Fargo and say, I think my account's been compromised. They can only protect me for 24 hours. Hmm. So I obviously if my mail gets stolen, like I'm not going to notice immediately so i was like that really sucks so 24 hours she said that a client just had she was like it was like over ten thousand dollars stolen from their business checking account that we could do nothing about i think i'd be going to a different bank than wells fargo (laughs) so i don't know if it's like because she said it was some federal acronym i was like well man this really makes me not want to do like business with my business checking account so i don't know what the difference is between a personal checking account protection versus that one if anything happens there shouldn't be much different i would think it's the same it just sucks and i was the business one should be more you would think it's more of a freaking minimum to hold account open dear lord 
Exactly. That's why you should be protected better. Like some of the options, it was like you can hold a ten thousand dollar. You can put in ten thousand dollars to open the account, and you have to keep this minimum. And I was like, I'm not freaking Costco. Like I'm just, yeah. I'm just this little human running this little shop. I was like, where, where, like, where's the free checking for a business, for a small business? I don't, why are we not helping the little guy out? That's why I tried to go to a credit union. Because so. the minimum was like 50 bucks. Yeah, my my minimum's higher than that, but it should be okay. I went to a different credit union and their minimum was $10,000 that you had to hold in your account at all times. I don't understand that. Like, what small business has ten grand laid around? I don't know, but my debit card will have my logo on it, so I feel mighty fancy. Okay, well, that's fancy. Mine does not. Yeah. <laughs> but I can spray paint it on there. <laughs> not you, that it would. As but. you try to go to, like, Home Depot, and they're like, sir, we can't <laughs> accept this. Like, it looks fraudulent. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I got business checks, too. I was I got big checks. She was like, "You don't need the big checks." And I said, "If you're get, making me get this business account, I'm getting the big checks, like a like a real business. Like I was nice. is what I want. I want them green, like very basic looking and giant." And she laughed at me, and I got them. It was a long conversation. She, the, the advisor was like, "But if you get the personal size, you can get more." And I was like, "I don't care. I don't really plan on writing checks, but if I write them, I want them to look this way." She, so she finally overrode it and gave me the same amount you in the big. You should totally have these just giant, like, oh, uh, contest winner size checks. <laughs> these paper That ones. would be awesome. These, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all filled out in, like, the giant, like, yard sale sign Sharpies. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. I'm here to cash this check. So I felt very uh, responsible business owner this week. I got that taken care nice. of. My name's filed, and you have to file with the newspaper, so I remembered to file. Why do you have to file with the newspaper? The fictitious business name? I don't, I, it's some old school thing, I think. Really, I think the county just wants more of my money. It's like I've never heard of having to register with the newspaper. Yeah, so you have to put it, you have to run it for four consecutive weeks that you filed a, a fictitious business name. And then they have to, like because of the paper that I used, They'll let like they'll send a certified copy to the county saying that I did it, so that way it's all taken care of. Because if I don't do it, then my name is void, and then those checks that I just opened in that checking account, it's all screwed up. So I took care of that too. How did you find out you needed that? That's what they tell you when you go down to the county and file all this stuff. I've never been told any of that. I, <clears throat> it's like a a DBA thing. I knew it before I even went down there. To do it. As far as I know, if you do an LLC, unless your name that you want to use is different than your LLC name, you don't need a DBA. See, I feel like I would check that if I were you. I probably will. And then you're only allowed 30 days after you file your information to be able to open up with the newspaper. I like that you're really checking it right now because it bothers you. So we're going to have some nice awkward pauses in this episode. There are Um, no pauses. I just had to keyboard the letters in and I didn't want (laughs) to bother you. I know some corporations have to do it. Well, you need it because you're a sole proprietor filing under yourself. See, and who's doing awkward pauses now? Don't forget to visit our refreshment center during the intermission or any time. You love the tasty array of snacks we have to offer. So will the youngsters. 
Everything is quality and mm, so good. Yeah. If you have incorporated or formed a limited liability company and are operating the business under a name that is different from the name of the company or LLC. Okay. For example, let's say that Jane Doe Cookbooks LLC also wants to operate under the name janecookbooks.com. The LLC would need to file for a DBA for janescookbooks.com. I also have a couple names now because we have Naughty by Nature and then we're transitioning to KBN Designs. So I did both of them. And it's easier when you do, like, it's literally $7 per name you want to add on to. So I could have done, like, 20 and it would have been no big deal. I mean, obviously I have to pay for 20 of them. but So basically what this is saying is... Doing a DBA as a sole proprietor is the cheaper way of being in compliance with the law without having to create a legal entity like an LLC. Now I need to be an LLC because I'm like just the insurance factor of it, of someone being Mm -hmm. able to go after the LLC versus me personally would be. That's why I did the LLC. Yeah. It's just, it's hard. Like, it's hard being responsible. So I don't need a DBA from what I've been reading. It's hard being responsible. It's time and money and Mm -hmm. research to know what you're doing and doing it right. And then every time I go to talk to these advisors, they kind of make me feel like a dumbass. Like, I don't know enough about being a business owner to be a business owner. And it's like, well, I'm still learning. I'm sorry you've been in your job for X amount of years and you know more about running a small business than I do. Please don't make me feel stupid. What business owner knew what they were doing when they started? Oh, tr- like the past couple times. I need to find a new CPA because my CPA f- makes me feel like an idiot every time. Because she sounds like a douche. Yeah. And then the financial advisor the other day, she, <laughs> the way she asked, what kind of research did you do on being a small business owner before you sm- started a small business made me feel like I've done everything wrong. And I was like, well, what do you like? I need more explanation on this question for me to know how to answer it. And then she was like, no, I just wanted to like steer you in the right path. Like if you've already done that research, I'm not going to tell you the same thing. And I was like, oh, thank God. Cause I felt like. Like you were getting set up for failure. Yeah. <laughs> like she was like, um, you did this completely wrong type thing. But no, when I did mine, I went to score and they walked me through what I would need to do online to set mine up. And I actually think the score person didn't know enough because there were a couple of things I knew I needed to do. Is that like legal Zoom? No, SCORE is like the free, it's nationwide, like the free business mentoring. It's like SCORE.org. Maybe I didn't do enough research when I started my small business. Nice. <laughs> but there were a couple of things that I knew that I needed to do that they didn't mention. Mm-hmm. That was my rabbit hole. I got paid. Well, Naughty by Nature got paid in check that i couldn't cash so then i had to go so i had to go down to the county file all the information the first time it was a two-hour wait so then we went back they were like if this is what happens on a monday so we went back another day and they pulled us right back filed all that i did mine all online yeah no it's old school i did mine online and then i actually went to there's like the I think it was the tax office or something that I went to one Friday and I asked probably 40 minutes of questions <laughs> trying to make sure that they probably I loved that honestly because right. it was about like paying taxes mm-hmm. and sales tax and when to collect it when do I had to worry about online sales taxes and all this other stuff 
And I found out a lot of information on the sales tax part. And then she's like, did you file your sales tax for March? I was like, well, I literally just opened the LLC like last week. She's like, well, you still have to file, but the deadline is passed. <laughs> she's like, but it's okay. We'll just do it right now and I'll just file it with it. And we're so behind it's, you're not going to get any kind of fees. It's like, okay, let's do it. That's so so I'm glad I went in. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Like, you don't, there's so much to it that like, it mm-hmm. makes me discouraged. It is very complicated. Big, it makes me discouraged. Like, how big do I want to be? Like, I some of these people that just side hustle and, like, just work for, like, oh, I made this for my friend and I got paid in beers. Or I get, like, you know, 100 bucks under the table. I'm like, maybe we should have just kept it like that. <laughs> like, I'm trying to do everything the right way. And now it's such a pain in the butt because you have to go through so many steps. And then yeah, it's just, it's a freaking One it's day... a rabbit hole. My thought process is that one day I'm going to get so big, I can just hire somebody to do all the crappy work. You're going to be a mogul like me? Yes. That's what I keep saying. I'm just going to be a mogul. I got to start working again if I'm going to be a mogul. But yeah, stuff is in the works. It's really hard to talk about on here. Like, I know you know a lot of it because you and I talk, but it's really hard yeah. because it's so... Things are happening. It's just really up in the air and not there's no dates confirmed yet or anything like that so well it's my side's the same way there's still things that yeah you know that i don't talk about on here it's so weird because i feel like people that listen to this feel invested in us and they feel like sometimes we owe them an explanation of the stuff i don't owe anybody an explanation but you know what like i i don't feel that i owe them like i wouldn't actually do it but i feel like people on here probably like you're talking about this road to making and making this a full-time career and you guys are making stuff happen and you're not telling us about it so the reason i don't tell people other than like two or three very close friends i'm a close friend well damn i screwed that up (laughs) brent cut that out (laughs) but i've actually met you now so we're We're not loch ness friends (laughs) so the reason why is because until it's official I don't want to be saying I'm doing something and then have everything fall apart and fall out from under me. Mm-hmm. And then I have to backtrack and say it's not happening. Because that makes you look like you didn't know what you were doing. Right. Like you you failed hard. Like it's okay to fail, but my- there's like, if it's like a big business thing that you're talking about and it would like forever change your business and skyrocket you to the next level. That's not something that I want people to know about and be excited for and then it have it all just crumble. Well, mine is I'm a little superstitious, honestly. So I don't want to jinx myself. Mm-hmm. But mine is dependent on so many other people that I can't that control too. that it makes it hard. I really don't want to get my hopes up. You know what I mean? And you don't yeah. want to invest so much of your emotion into someone else's control. And especially when it has to do with money. That's what's hard. But I feel like that's all part of being a business owner. It's like you, at some point you have to work with somebody else or whether it's Mm -hmm. another business or human or what, like you, you can't do it all on your own. And that's literally where I'm at right now is to make next steps and to make the next like career move within my business. I, 
it's so dependent on other people that it drives me freaking crazy. And I think like, I'm, I'm a little bit of a control freak. Like I want stuff done my way and when I want it done and all this, and I can't do any of that right now. So you and I are very similar in that because the fact that you said it depends on so many other people is the reason why I don't share things that I feel are like the next step for the business. Because I mean, there's some things like, okay, I've been on a job. I'm just waiting to hear back. Like I have no problem sharing that kind of information, but if it's something more important, which I mean, you know them, but there's, it's so much bigger than a sponsorship type thing. Yes. Like, I guess that's what we can share. Like, it's not like, Oh, yeah, it's not so and so is going to send us some glue. Like it's the only the only sponsorship I have right now is the clamp one. We all know about your clamps. Like none of my stuff is sponsorship. Re- well, yeah, none of my stuff is actually like sponsorship related. There are thing there are people I'm trying to work with that are close knit to what I do, but there's no progress on those whatsoever. But like you said, there was. The whole waiting on other people to do their side of things. How long did it take for me to get what I talked to you about yesterday? It took like a month and a half. I It's so funny because I am terrible at getting back to people. Mm-hmm. And I know that. And I know how it makes other people feel. So I don't know if I'm just getting like karma for like my lack of response Probably. to people. Or... They're also so busy and scattered like I am that stuff gets put on the back burner. You know what I mean? So I give the benefit of the doubt if I know the person. Right. I'm like, okay, they probably got busy. They got a lot going on. And this one does. And it, But it did take about a month and a half for me to get the next step. That's probably why you drill stuff into me so often. Like when you want yeah. me to look at something, it's like every 30 minutes. Have you looked at it yet? Have you looked at it yet? Because you like, especially when you see that I opened my message and I haven't done it yet. Like, it's funny. I know as soon as I open it, I better like sit down and look at it in that moment or tell you, like, remind me later. (laughs) So this comes from working with engineers who have, who are on your project and they have strict deadlines and they never do their work. So you're like, you need to look at it. You need to look at it. And it's the only way they would ever do it. So it just kind of... The people that I like am talking to, I try to, like, once a week, I'm just like, hey, just trying to stay in touch. Because if, if no progress has been made, you don't want them to forget about you either. Right. So I try to message them or email them once a week and be like, hey, just wanted to remind you of, you know, what's going on and... I look forward to hearing from you. And then the next week, if I don't hear from them, I do it again. I wonder how disorganized people think I really am. Very. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's like organized chaos. You're a controlled chaos. Yeah. I think so. I mean, th- I definitely thought it was Friday this Tuesday, but I blame the holiday weekend on that one. That's a pretty big jump. Now, if you said, I thought Thursday was Friday, I can understand that. My weekend was so chaotic last weekend that it felt, you know, when the like one day feels like two days because you've like either mm-hmm. done so much or you had such like a long lapse in between like activities in the day. It feels like two days. Like I had that every day felt like so much that it was like, 
I woke up and it was like, it, it has to be a fresh start. Like it has, to, I have to be going into the weekend. Nope. So, but for the, nope. like, hmm? I definitely, well, I guess I don't like to write, write stuff down. I think it's part of my problem. I think it's like a challenge to me to be able to remember half this stuff. Sometimes it so, works, sometimes it doesn't. That's one thing I started doing is I have one of those little field notebooks. Mm-hmm. And if it's something I know I have to get done for a client, yeah, then I write it down. So if it's making an order or doing a video or whatever, I have it all written down. Because then I can just read it and say, oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. And go do it. But there were a couple jobs the last couple weeks i i did one where i had to cut 875 mere acrylic squares it took like somewhere between two and three hours i don't remember and so i would just be sitting there put a sheet in cut it and then pick all the squares out sometimes there were like 50 on the bed and you're just picking 50 squares out pop on the little hole because there's a hole in the square I'm just popping these little circular pieces out, just cleaning the machine in and out every time. Oh my gosh, this is so monotonous, but it pays the bills. So it's it's nice when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also trying to work on a trade deal. I guess I can reveal that one. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to get a beer fridge for oh, my craft. Nice. But you knew about this. Oh, yeah. That's one that has taken a while to respond to. I have, I think, up to 12 charcuterie boards in the queue that I need to get knocked out. But I'm hoping now, this is part of why I want the CNC finished, like, because I want to be able to use it to do, like, juice grooves and kind of, I have a couple designs for cool charcuterie boards. I was going to say, you can just cut the charcuterie board on it. Well, so I have a couple not traditional charcuterie board designs in my head that I want to do that I would need the CNC to do it for so the fact that I have the clamping system on it will make it a lot easier I've never made a charcuterie board they're like they're supposed to be kind but the ones that are already ordered are just like basic like oh we want walnut with a handle like nothing extravagant which is fine but I also want to batch out now for Christmas and then like just have them and make a little side money on these charcuterie boards. But I think if I have a couple fun ones, I can sell them for more and then put them in my portfolio. I do have an idea for one that would look cool. What's your idea? You gonna tell me? You wanna wait till we're done recording? Yeah, I'll tell you later. Okay. I have a list of things. You I can have... make it, but I have a list of things I needed to tell you that aren't recorded too. They're really funny. Yeah. Sorry, people. Yeah. But I'm... <laughs> I don't totally feel bad about it. <laughs> I keep forgetting. Well, I was going to tell you last week, but then we had Ethan, so I couldn't tell you. Sorry, Ethan. You don't get to know either. But it was like one of those, it's funnier if I tell you verbally than through text. So it was like, oh, when we're online, I'll tell him. I feel it is completely okay to have secrets for your business that you don't share with people. Yeah. Because, granted, okay, so one of the, I guess, business mentors that I listen to all the time is Gary Vee. You know that. And one of his things is don't talk about what you're doing, do it, complete it. And then you can talk about what you were doing because then you have the proof that you did what you said you were going to do versus 
making all these promises and never getting it done. Yeah, because I feel like everyone could talk a big game, but not everyone could deliver the big game. Yeah. that's So that's basically what he was saying. For sure. Which, you know, when I was younger, I would do that and be like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this. And then it would just fall apart. So when it comes to the business side now, I'm a lot more careful about what I tell everybody. Like, I'll tell a few close people to get their feedback and see what they think and make sure that it makes sense and that it's not, like, off-the-wall stupid. (laughs) And then I'll start working on it. But it's, it's just one of those things where I don't feel that everybody needs to know everything. That's how I feel all the time (laughs) yeah that's i mean it's okay to have business secrets and not tell people what you're doing which is why i mean for for a long time i was doing a bunch of projects like behind the scenes that i never shared on instagram or orders or whatever like just because i needed to get them done they need to be fast and I didn't have time to make content about it or anything else. And that and that also goes back to like the stuff I don't post that I never want to do again. So That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like why have that permanent record that you did it if you don't want to do it again? Just don't put it up. Not everything needs to go on the internet. Like I'll story about things that I never want to do again, but I won't typically do a post. Like I I didn't do a post. I'm not saying I won't cut squares again but <laughs> you, uh, i didn't do a post of squares well that that sounds so tedious that is very tedious that's all you were doing with that too is just cut them out you're not going to build anything out of them just cut them out they're going to a local guy who's then working with an installer to put some kind of installation in a casino that's all i know oh i have no idea what it, the end look is supposed to be i was just told to cut squares hopefully they send you the finished product though just to see how it was used like i think that'd be cool to see what they did with it yeah i'm gonna ask him if he can yeah even just to see it not like you're gonna post about it but just to see what they did with it he's come to me a few times to get things cut so basically i'm like his quote-unquote like machinist for laser stuff so he outsources like the cutting to me and then I just give him whatever he wanted cut and then he does all the assembly and finish work, which is fine. Like it's actually fairly easy. I bet. Sometimes it's just tedious when it's 800 and something of them. <laughs> That's a lot. It is. Thankfully, because it was cutting, it was fairly quick because I could cut like, I think I cut 50 something in like 14 minutes. So it wasn't horrendously slow or anything. I was worried the other day flattening that waste board that it was going to take forever because I guess um, card by create now does like an estimated time for cutting like your laser does. And it said 18 minutes to flatten a 32 by 32 inch piece at one millimeter depth. I was like, what a joke. And then I put it on. I was like, okay, it's been like five minutes. <laughs> that makes me feel better. Cause I was like, this is such a significant amount of time to do absolutely nothing but run a bit across. But so their calibration is way off in comparison. Yeah. So mine, mine's pretty dead on. Like if it says it's going to take six minutes, seven seconds, it's like six minutes, seven seconds. Well, if I was spending $30,000 on a machine, I'd want it to be more dead on than my $1,500 well, yeah. machine. Oh, totally. So- <laughs> 
and my program is free at that so that's i mean that's another thing when i bought the laser i think i didn't tell anybody but close people until it actually showed up at my house because that because i didn't want all the freaking judgment which i still got but i didn't want it like i don't i don't want people to be like why didn't you just buy one from china because i actually want it to work like what's the if you don't have haters you're not doing it right or something like that so that's that's kind of my mentality now if people are hating on whatever i'm doing i assume that i'm doing the right thing and i'm going in the right direction for the business well you already because called... if i wasn't getting the hate then you don't have any i would attention. assume I'm... yeah well you called me a hater this morning so does that mean you sleeping in and missing our recording session means you're doing something right because i don't feel like that well i feel like you should have woken your butt up and been ready no. i didn't let you down but your Wi-Fi did the other week. Two weeks ago. We're even. Two weeks we're ago. Even. And you had Chris to entertain you while I got we my stuff even. up and running. God, salty much? Damn straight. <laughs> well, how many times? Okay. There was a good portion of the first recordings where you dropped off like every episode. We're lucky that when my actual internet like died, died. When it was down for that week that Steven was still on the podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, it, it it went hardcore Titanic style. Well, yeah, like it literally just fried out. I had to have the tech come out and re rerun everything. So that was that was pretty funny, actually. <laughs> Go on without me. Well, you ready for the after show? Yep, let's do it. So for those that want to hear it, it's at Patreon dot com slash Maker Vision Podcast, or you can go to makervisionpodcast.com dot com and there's a Patreon tab and you can go there. And it should link you there. Is that as how well. they have to listen to the after show? They can listen to it on Patreon. Got it. That's the so, only way. I think so. I haven't figured out how to actually link it to the website yet. It well, it won't let me play with it because it tells me I'm not a pa- uh, patron. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, you need to actually log into it. I'm not paying for so, to listen to our own after show. If you want to join, uh, feel free. If you don't, that's cool too. So it's, we won't know. It's just you know we won't know if you don't join. It's okay. It's a secret. And the after show usually has quite a bit of stuff that we don't talk about otherwise on the podcast. Well, yeah, we got to save some stuff for the people that are willing to pay for it. Teasers. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see you over there. I think there's a squirrel on my roof. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, head to www.makervisionpodcast.com where you can purchase merchandise or donate. You'll also be able to join the email list to stay up to date with the podcast. Find us on Instagram at Maker Vision Podcast or join the Facebook group Maker Vision Tribe.